Welcome to the Goldmine Podcast. This is a show where I teach you everything I know about creating your life with purpose, health, and soul. And I believe that we do that through holistic self-expression. If you're ready to finally step into your own personal power and create the life you want, you've come to the right place. Get ready to dive into personal development through science, spirituality, leading-edge health findings, and learning through ancient and modern wisdom, and other people just like you. Because what I hope you'll find is that it's about us all. Thank you for joining me on my journey, and I'm leaving you with an invite to stay curious. Before we get into this final podcast episode, this is the last of the two unreleased episodes that I had from the previous six months, and I'm so excited to bring you to my friend Alicia Elizabeth, and before we get there, I just want to share a couple of things and announcements. The next podcast that you'll hear after this one will be the first of a second season of the Goldmine Podcast. The intro will be different, as I mentioned on the last episode, and the subjects will be deeper into everything that we were already talking about. And so I'm still speaking about mind-body connection, self-expression, and personal power. I am speaking on it in a deeper level. And so I said this on the last episode, some of you guys may love it. Some of you guys, this might've been like the thing that you've been waiting for from me for a really long time. Others, this may not head in your direction. And I just want to say thank you one last time for sticking around for this journey. And maybe I'll see you again in the future. I wanted to let you guys know that this weekend, so Saturday the 17th, I am hosting a mind body masterclass called owning the paradox. This is about unapologetically owning every piece of you in your human self and your spiritual self and utilizing your true heart-centered expression to build your vision or your business or to lead the thoughts that you're here to lead. Because I found that the more that I owned all of these different pieces of me, the more I became magnetic to the people that, that, were, that were mine and wanted to learn from me. And the picture, I actually put a picture in on social media. The picture is of me wearing, I'm at a business conference with Kiara. A lot of you guys know who, who Kiara is. She's my business mentor. I was at one of her business conferences and I had this outfit that I really enjoyed and it had these silver high-heeled Vera Wang boots. Like silver, just amazing. And I wanted to wear my flat build Looney Tunes cap with it. And I felt funny because we were at a business conference. It seemed a little immature. And although there was a lot of women there in their expression, I still felt a little bit of resistance around like just showing myself and being me. And I did it and I loved it. And I got a lot of awesome feedback on it. And that was the start of me truly, truly owning the paradox that I am as as Shauna, right? The paradox that I am as a human and a spiritual being. And when we build visions... I think that it's imperative that we own the paradox that we are in all in all of our personality, assuming that we know how to tap into the heart or assuming that we're taking and committing to expressing from our hearts. For me, that looks like Vera Wang boots and a flat-billed Looney Tunes cap. It also looks like coming on here and doing these fantastic podcasts, showing up for my business and speaking expansion out to you ladies and then some nights, that's me playing video games with my boyfriends, getting head boyfriend, not friends, not multiple, 
with my boyfriend getting headshot trophies and loving it and laughing and swearing up a storm. And the more that I can give both of those versions of myself my full attention and full acceptance and keep coming back to my heart space and keep coming back to my beliefs about life, the better my life becomes in all areas. And this will reflect in all areas when we can own the paradox of who we are on all levels and then express from our heart. That's when people will hear the messages that, that we have to bring because we all have our own unique messages and whatever that is for you, you're a leader somewhere, even if it's just in your home. Now, most of you are going to own businesses or, or be healers. And so think about how amazing it would be if you had the evidence to support that your humanity is just as spiritual and potent as your, your soul side. And not only just as potent, but also one cannot thrive without the other. And so if we deny one or the other, we're denying both. Because there's unity and multiplicity. We can't, we have infinite nature inside finite spaces, which is getting a little ahead of myself. I explained that in the last masterclass, but we go deep. We go deep. I talk about sacred geometry and all these awesome things I'll tell you in a minute. But that is what I mean, owning the paradox, owning our personality, owning our self-expression in all areas, and then taking the responsibility to come from the heart and tap into the heart and tap into what our soul is, is called here to do. And I just wanted to invite you guys. It's for the conscious female vision builder, entrepreneur, and leader. We will be covering a bunch of awesome topics, which I'll talk about in a second. I'm very excited to bring on two guest speakers, friends of mine. One is my friend Taj Savitri, which is a business and medicine woman for mystics, healers, and creatrix. Taj and I have been connected for quite a while, and she has had some massive success in her business, her spiritual business. And so she's going to come and grace us with our presence, as well as my good friend, Ashley Rose. Ashley Rose said simply, helps empower multidimensional women to break the rules, call in their guides, and thrive. And Ashley will, as well, be gracing us with her presence. This is happening Saturday. It's $133. I'm going to tell you where to find it in a second. I want to tell you what we're going to cover. This is going to be the direction that the podcast is headed in. So the Mind Body Masterclass Owning the Paradox. We will cover all things paradox. The cycle of self-expression, the process of a quantum leap, the spirituality in your humanity, the universal principle of polarity and you, which I'm really excited about because on the last masterclass I hosted two weeks ago, we talked about the universal principle of correspondence and we related it to conscious language. We'll also be talking about how to use the emotional scale for life and leadership. So emotional management and emotional freedom are still two huge factors in what I teach in on the podcast and my content to my clients. And then I'm really excited to bring you guys a new way to access abundance. Because if you're building a vision, if you're leading, if you're leading a thought, if you are owning a business, the ways that we can create habits to access abundance and inspiration 
is sort of the game. And I want to introduce a, a really new way to you that has worked for me for a really long time to create that habit of inspiration so I can take inspired action. And I'm also, on top of the two guest speakers, I'm going to close it off with a group somatic alchemy session, which I have gotten fantastic feedback on. And a lot of the people who have actually invested in a mind-body intensive with me, it was from the experience they had from that group somatic alchemy session. So whether or not you want to invest in a mind-body intensive, that alchemy session is going to show you how to approach your stuck emotions without fear and release them. And then that will just overlap into every area of your life. And so I am speaking directly to you, the conscious female vision builder, entrepreneur, healer. Come this Saturday. It's only $133. We have two fantastic guests. It starts at 12 Eastern Standard Time this Saturday. I'll put a link in the show notes and you can follow that link or you can go to shaunacathleen.com slash paradox. You can message me on Instagram at shauna.kathleen. I would suggest that you go to the link in the show notes now and just grab your spot. I hope to see you there. I can't wait. This is a totally, this is pairing off of the last masterclass I did. This is bringing everything that I've been studying for the last 10 years in mysticism and universal principle and hermetic teachings and sacred geometry and science. And I'm presenting all of this information to you that I learned in the way that I use it in my life as I build my vision and in the quantum leaps that I've had, which has been every area of my life. I've 180'd my health. I've over five times my income. Uh, my relationship, it, my my especially my intimate relationships have developed and are just nothing like I could have imagined. And they everything keeps keeps developing and getting better, right? Because it's always this process. And so I want to share with you how I utilize these this knowledge that that I learned from the ancients and from like ancient wisdom and modern science. And I'm going to present it all to you so you have all the tactile evidence to stack on all of the spiritual jargon that I know that you're listening to or hearing if you're listening to this podcast. I would assume that I'm not the only one using the spiritual jargon. And yeah, so that's this weekend. Come, come. Links in the show notes. So let's get to this podcast. I want to just speak to Alicia really quickly, speak about her, because this podcast was recorded, I think, in February. And Alicia, I, I don't believe she made some changes. And so she's still about abundance. This podcast is about abundance. But I wanted to just invite you, if you enjoy her, know that she has expanded since this podcast and she now hosts I don't think this was in February. She hosts a podcast called The Bold Girls Club with two of my friends, Tristan and Kat. And then they also have The Bold Girls Club Facebook group. And so I'll put those links in the show notes and you can find her there if you appreciate her and her expression. That is all I have. Come to the Mind Body Masterclass this Saturday if it calls to your soul. And I will talk to you guys very soon. That first podcast should be out very, very soon. Welcome back to the Goldmine Podcast, ladies. I have somebody pretty awesome that I'm excited to introduce you to. We met going through a pro, she was going through a business program and I was a coach in that program. 
I was not her coach, however. So I did, I got to witness her from afar and her energy when she was going through that coaching program was magnetic. And I couldn't wait to like have that program end so I could reach out to her and talk to her just like as a normal chick. Her name is Alicia Elizabeth. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about her before we actually get to her. Her history from the little bit that we chatted about it earlier today seems pretty awesome and pretty aligned and similar to mine. Um, she actually, so she started off as a health and wellness coach. She has a master in human nutrition and a master in psychology. And after the health and wellness coaching, she actually moved to a more soul and purpose aligned path of supporting female entrepreneurs tap into their power and abundance so they can create the reality and business of their dreams. And it's really cool because when I see her content, she'll talk about the, the mindset difference difference between like six and seven figure earners. And I love watching it and seeing just the feedback that she's getting and how that she how she presents it. It's, presents it is pretty awesome. Uh, so welcome, Alicia. I'm so glad to have you here. I Thank hope you so much. information was correct. Yes, it was great. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Where are you coming from? I live in Princeton, New Jersey. Okay. Are you from New Jersey? I'm actually from the outskirts of Philadelphia. Okay. How long have you yeah. been then in New Jersey? A little over a year. And you love it? I do. Yeah. It's, it's more um, calm. We'll just say that. <laughs> um, that's surprising. Yeah. It's calmer than being near Philadelphia. But again, I was also very spoiled in Philadelphia with like all the restaurants and all the places to go. Um, but where we're located is really nice because it's very central. So we're about less than an hour away from Philly, less than an hour away from New York City, and then like a half an hour from the beach. So very central, close to everything. That's awesome. I love that you're on the East Coast. I love it. I love it. I love bringing all the East Coast people like into the spotlight. I love it. I love it. Everyone's on the West Coast. So I'm just like, oh, I'm over I here know. myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So let's dive right in. I, I would like you to share with the listeners um, maybe just sort of where you came from and how you've developed over the time that you've been actually doing the personal and spiritual development. And I want you guys to know, listening that she is like, Alicia's super grounded. She's super like chill. And she also messes with manifestation and spirituality. So she's this beautiful, um, you know, synergistic pair of the two and so i'd love to hear like where you used to be how how nutty your brain used to be because i know mine was and then how you've gotten where you've been. <laughs> when you said grounded i was like oh my god what a compliment because <laughs> i used to feel so flighty sometimes and all over the place and um i had someone tell me once i think i was maybe eight or 19 they're like you got to get grounded you got to put your hands in the dirt and get grounded and i'm like yeah i hear that i hear that <laughs> But yeah, I was very all over the place. I think I picked up my first self-help book. It was The Power of Positive Thinking. I think I was maybe 18, 19. At the time, I had a lot of chaos. So 
my teenage years were nothing cute, right? <laughs> Lots of bullying, um, sexual assault. There was depression, anxiety. I was medicated for a little bit and decided like, this is not for me. I feel awful and started searching for more natural approaches to mental health, but also just really diving into the mindset work. And I truly believe that's what got me out of the darkness was the mindset work and the cognitive work and changing my thought patterns and having my thoughts become beliefs and beliefs become my reality. And through that, I picked up that book. So that was like my first step into the, like the positive development and self-development. And I picked it up because I had wanted to become an Eagles cheerleader. So I was like, I'm going to do this through the power of positive thinking. And it's funny because I look back at it now and I'm like, oh my God, I was manifesting. Did you become a cheerleader? I didn't. So I tried out, I made it through the first round, got to the second round. It's very competitive. There's like over 400 girls there. Made it to the second one and I didn't make it through. And of course, like I was upset at the time, like beating myself up. And it's funny in hindsight because I was like, oh, it didn't work. The positive thinking didn't work. The manifestation didn't work. And in hindsight, I look at it, I'm like, that was for a reason. That was for a reason. You know, it's funny how the things work out. And then you look at it in hindsight because at the time I was like, oh, this didn't work. And it's like, no, this was happening for you. And then when I learned years later how much they had gotten paid, how they were treated, I was like, oh no, I don't want to be doing that. So it was a blessing in disguise. The universe was protecting me. You know? I was just oh? thinking, or I actually on the drive today, I was listening to Gabby Bernstein as you were talking about her to me. And uh, uh, this has come in my head before, but I was just like re-reminded how when I was younger, like I was doing all the law of attraction things and didn't even know that that was, and sometimes they worked. Like I thought that I was just lucky a lot of the times. And maybe, maybe it happened because of, I don't know, because people felt sorry for me or I don't know what it was, but there was times where I was practicing these principles so obvious in my history and actually times where they came up like my, and me just being ignorant about what manifesting is, law of attraction is, all of the, the energy and frequency conversation, being in, ignorant about it, I actually can look back and see how I fucked myself over because of what I was wishing for. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So tell everyone, dive into more up to what you're doing right now and why you love it so much, if you could. Yeah, absolutely. So when I started that business program that we were in together, I came in, I was doing a metabolism program at the time and stepping into BLA and all these girls that were in their power and knowing what was possible. And I had the epiphany that I was doing this because I thought it was something that I should be doing, not because I really wanted to. And it was like, oh, metabolism program. Yes. I was like, oh, well, because I do nutrition, I have to teach weight loss, right? Like that's what I thought. (laughs) Duh. Like that's what I thought I had to be doing. And seeing all this, and I was, 
I constantly evolved and I think I probably pivoted the most out of anybody in that program. Like I'm still shifting and I, it's okay. It's okay to be multidimensional. It's okay to fuck it up. You know what I mean? It's okay to fall on your face because every mistake you make, every step you make, you get closer and closer to your purpose. So being in that program, I was like, okay, well, this is something I feel like I should be doing. It's not something I really want to be doing. And I was starting to get clearer and clearer on what really lights me up and what feels soul aligned for me. I want to interrupt you really quickly because you said something earlier today when we were chatting that was so good. And you were, you were mentioning the nutrition coaching and you said, um, I thought that because I liked it, that's what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah. I, and that was the thing. I really enjoyed learning about it because I was like, oh, well, people tell you you have to do what you love. So I was like, oh, well, I really like learning about this. So I should try to make a living off of it. And I had the reflection actually a few days ago as I'm, st- as I'm like fully stepping into this new pivot that I never really wanted to coach on nutrition. I just really liked learning about it. And I knew that at the end of like, towards the end of my master's program, when we were starting to do the clinical stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm really good at this, but do I actually really want to coach people on it? And it's not that I don't like learning about it. I'm really good at a case study, 100%, but it's like, ah, this isn't really what I want to be doing. And I'm thinking, going through BLA, like this is all part of my path. Like I'm in this group with these women and I remember just feeling so lit up about empowering them every single day. And like when they got down on themselves, like encouraging them to rise up and like, no, you're not playing the victim today. I won't allow you to do that. Let's go. And I loved it. Wait, you noticed yourself doing that in the, the business accelerator like in BLA you notice yourself pulling the other women forward interesting you were a leader totally oh thank you (laughs) yeah and it's funny because I never considered myself a leader at all before that program I was never I always was the last to be like I always waited to be the last person to be picked on any team like I was never I never considered myself as a leader Mm. and then it was funny have you have you seen the graphic and it's like all the wolves and it shows like the pack and it has the alpha. I think Ashley sent me this. And the alpha is in the back. Yes, I have. And I was like, oh my God, no wonder. It all makes sense. So I've been a leader this entire time. And if you want to get really witchy woo-woo, um, I was also told by an intuitive that I was a coven leader in a past life. And I'm like, oh my God, it all makes sense. This is my way of leading witches in this new life. <laughs> That, so that's a good little um, pivot for the conversation. How and when, okay, okay, wait. Spirituality and personal development to me are one and the same. Some people don't consider personal development spiritual development, but the more I learn and in, in the more I lean into spirituality, the more that it is in fact personal development in, in my life and reality. So when did like spirituality and faith come into the equation for you? And after that happened, how far along did you actually realize that law of attraction and manifestation were real? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, most like other people, you hit rock bottom and you have to climb out. 
So after working through all of the depression and the anxiety, I pursued the, the bachelor's in psychology. And I was at Penn State for my degree, and I'm in my program, and I'm dating this guy, and we've been dating for almost four years. But patterns and like my history, it wasn't the best relationship. He was very psychologically abusive, very mentally abusive, verbally abusive. Um, nothing I ever did was good enough, very controlling, and always, always felt less than, always felt like I needed to be controlled. I couldn't do anything without him. I couldn't go anywhere. Like very, very controlling, abusive relationship. Um, told me I would never amount to anything to just control me and keep me, mm-hmm. keep me small. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in my psych class, my senior year, and it was, I think it was a counseling class. And my professor was talking about the seven deadly sins of a relationship. And I'm looking at it and the guy I was dating, which who I thought was going to be like the love of my life, I was going to marry, was six of the seven, had six of the seven traits. And I was like, oh shit. Like, and it finally dawned on me like, oh my God, this is not okay. And I broke up with him that week. Good. Good. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard. Like it's hard. It's not easy to break old patterns, but I was like, oh my God. Like it took it to be literally that in front of my face to see this is not okay. You deserve more. You're being told to be small and you're not meant for a small life, girlfriend. So I was like, nope, bye. Which was really difficult to pull away from somebody like that. And eventually I did. And I started dating again. I got involved with this man. And he was so much fun. He was hilarious. And he was actually living in my apartment complex. We had a very close relationship. And like to the point where like both of our doors were unlocked and we would just come like to each other's house in the middle of the night, snuggle, whatever. Um, And at one point it was like a little bit romantic. And then it kind of just fizzled. But we were still very close. And this man had just... I had talked to him that morning and he went out for a motorcycle ride in the middle of May. It was a beautiful day and he never came home. His motorcycle had crashed into the back of a box truck and he died instantly. And so up until then, I've never had that amount of grief in my life and everything felt really dark and I was drinking way more than I should be was partying. I was at raves. I was doing Molly, all the things to block out my current reality. And you were like full-blown adult at this point. I was 22. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was very much like partying and disappearing and drowning my feelings in that way. And it was after that, that I picked up Gabby Bernstein. Cause I was like, I can't live like this anymore. Like something has to give, like I can't be, you know, out partying till 3am every day going to work. I was bar, I was bartending too at the time. So obviously it made it really easy to be in that scene and to be in those patterns and picked up Gab- Gabby Bernstein miracles now and started getting into how everything is happening for you and not to you and how to just look at things from a different perspective and 
that I think is really what set forth the personal development, even more so than the depression and the anxiety and all that. It was when I had first picked up my first mentor that I was like, wow, there's something here. And I just dove headfirst into all of it, into Abraham Hicks and went to a crystal shop and bought all my crystals and just dove fully into my woo because that's where I felt at home. And you never left. I never left. No. <laughs> it's interesting to note that, first of all, I'm going to assume that the people listening know who Gabby Bernstein is. But if you don't, Gabby Bernstein is an, is an amazing author and speaker. And if you're interested in spirituality or want to deepen your practice, definitely look her up. And Abraham Hicks is also amazing. They have written quite a few books. My favorite is Ask and It Is Given. It's a pretty popular one. But Alicia, the interesting thing to notice about you, as I see with a lot of other people, is you picked up a book a long time ago about personal development, and then it sort of just went off by the wayside, if, am I right? And then eventually your life puts you back in the direction of, of doing this, mm -hmm. which I think happens a lot. Like we start and then we're like, we sort of have doubts and then we come back and that helps us actually move forward with, you know, more faith. Yep. Yep. And it's funny because I, the first time I had read it, I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't know about this and put it back down. And then I found myself in, you know, a little bit of darkness again, picked it back up. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to let it down for good. This time I'm going to keep going. And then I went and got spirit junkie. I got the judgment detox. I got all of it <laughs> and just started binging on self-help. <laughs> and I also noticed too, a pattern within myself that I'm also working on is, and I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but covering up things and your shadow with personal development, positive thinking, all this other stuff. Like, yeah, um, that. yeah. So instead of actually dealing with your shit, you're just masking it with affirmations and this and that, and just burying it under the surface. But we all know what happens when things get buried, eventually it rises up. And that's kind of what happened to me in entrepreneurship. I had covered up all this crap with positive thinking, dove in an entrepreneurship where I had to face my demons and all this stuff came to the surface. And I was like, oh my God, like I actually have to heal now. Like I have to heal. <laughs> and what a beautiful opportunity to heal. And I trust that everything's happening in divine timing. And that I'm meant to heal in the way that I am so I can share this with others. But I was just like, whoa. <laughs> Is that why you, because I was reading, when I was writing the, the description that I was going to read in the beginning of this, I was wondering why, okay, to preface this, purpose is, I love purpose. I uh, I could talk about it all day, right? And it's interesting how our purpose will lead, even when we're out of purpose, we're still in purpose, right? In this whole conversation <laughs> of everything that's happening for us. But I wondered why you feel, because you told me that like, it feels so much more soul aligned and it feels like, like so much more purpose fulfilling to help the women 
create the reality in business. And so I wonder, is the, is the business in there for you? Because the business is what brought out your highest self? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. What do you love most about being in business for yourself? Yeah. Well, without it, I would probably still be small and I wouldn't have stepped into my true power and my true purpose. And so entrepreneurship is very powerful because it kind of, it really cracks you open and it makes you raw and real because you can't create what you want to create until you heal your crap. (laughs) Like, And same thing with manifestation, like you can't truly manifest things until you heal your beliefs around things, right? So it's almost like you have to heal to move forward, to create what you want to create. And so for me, since entrepreneurship was so pivotal or pivotal for me, um, and just seeing these women rising through entrepreneurship, I was like, oh my God, like I, I need to help these women keep going, to rise up to the occasion, to work through the self-doubt, to embody confidence, to set unrealistic goals and that it's okay to do so, you know, to heal their relationship with money and to tap into the power of manifestation and work with the laws of the universe and to stop the self-sabotaging. And I'm like, this is needed. This is needed. So you used two like hot words in that sentence. The first one was um, money. And the second one was a phrase, laws of the universe. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk about either one. So would you, which one is more exciting for you to talk about right now? And we'll dive in. I mean, we can go either way, but I always love to talk about money because it's really taboo. Yeah. Okay, cool. Begin. All right. All right. All right. So <laughs> money is interesting mm-hmm. and I, I've, I've had this conversation a lot recently and you know, the personal, regardless if, if somebody's in business, if they're, if they're doing personal development work or spiritual work, they will be practicing abundance, right? Regardless mm-hmm. and abundance could mean have nothing to do with money. A lot of times it does. And it's so interesting because the more and more I've done the abundance work and the more I've, I've worked with my money mindset and the more I've actually seen it work miracles for me, um, the more I realize that the basis of my spiritual growth is around the basis of my belief in abundance, mm-hmm. uh, right? So, uh, yeah, speak, what, what's up for you right now? What's like the, the four, the front runner of the conversations that you're having or want to have or the things that you want to say? Yeah. I mean, I think money is, money's interesting. And I did a masterclass on this a few weeks ago because there's such a taboo belief around having money, around making money. Um, and it all comes from our childhood, you know, like we're told that money is bad, money is evil. Um, like rich people have a stigma, right? But money is a neutral resource. Money is energy. It's neither good nor bad. It just has the meaning that we give it. So I truly think it like being a rich person won't make you one way or the other. 
I think money is just an amplifier. It just amplifies who you already are as a person. If you're a great person, and this is why I think so, like spiritual workers are getting really good around, or at least interested in money mindset, because when spiritual people like us have more money and have more abundance, we're able to do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Like give to, give to charities, you know, do big work. And we're able to, like, money is the way that we are getting our gifts to the world. It's a vehicle, right? Sales are a vehicle. And if you are a shitty person and you're given money, you're going to do shitty things with money. So I don't think it makes you one way or the other. It just amplifies who you already are as a person. Yes. I was going to ask you exactly that question that you answered. If you believe that money magnifies and the cool part about it that I see, if I was a shitty person and I made a lot of money, that was going to, that would amplify my, my limits and my doubts and my shittiness, but that also amplifies the opportunity for us to heal. Like every time I hit more money in the business or more abundance in my life in any situation, my shit, my shitty shit does come up. And then we, mm-hmm. we know how to get past it because we've done the work, which is like the beautiful thing. And so I want to make it really clear to anybody listening that if you feel like, well, maybe I'm a shitty person. And if I make money, I'm going to be shitty. It doesn't have to be that way. That's why we get to create our life. Like that's what me and Alicia are doing is like we can consciously choose if we're a shitty person. Do we want to look at it? Do you actually want to see it? Okay, we'll make some money. <laughs> see how you act, you know? Um, yeah. Yes. Okay. I felt like you were going to say something else. Was there something else there? Oh, I actually had another question. Do you have a, a good self-reflective question that you could speak into the audience for them to think about? to expand their awareness around money or around abundance. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I always try to catch myself if I'm, and like you said, it happens at every level and every level that it happens, it gives us a better opportunity for healing. Money, money mindset work never ends. Like it's constant. As long as you are growing, it's going to keep coming up. Right. And the bigger we grow, the bigger our investments are, the more this stuff is going to come up. Right. So I always try to catch myself before I get into scarcity. And if I feel myself being in a place of scarcity, I ask myself, how would the next level version of me view this? So like six figure, seven figure version, wherever you're at, how would they what would they do in this situation? Would they care about that extra dollar for a smoothie? Or um, would they give, how would they give? Would they give an extra big tip? Like what would they be doing? Because when we're making decisions from our future selves, you're able to embody that person and it makes the gap between the two realities merge. I would love to hear you, your explanation of embodiment, because I think people have it convoluted. Hmm. Yeah. So for me, embodiment means if I have a future version of myself, the person that is making the money that I want to be making has the business that I want to be making, I'm embodying the beliefs, the thoughts, and the actions of that person. 
So I would be making decisions from her viewpoint versus the current place that I'm at right now. And that would also mean maybe taking care of my body in the way that that person would too. So the next level version of me gets weekly massages. She does really good self-care. She does the yoga. She drinks the green juice, right? Um, She also tips really big. She flies first class. And if you're not in that place yet, it's okay. But you can also embody those ways without spending the money, right? So a future version of yourself stays at the Four Seasons, you could go work at the Four Seasons for a day or go get a cocktail at their bar and just hang out in that vibe and that frequency. And what do you do when doubt starts to creep in, even though you know that, hey, my next level or my highest self would do this, I'm really scared to do it. Because something that I see is that, and I'm just going to speak to my, in my own life, sometimes I act through doubt because of the things that I've learned about spirituality and faith. And so I'm curious, what's the inner conversation that you have when you want to embody that next level, higher self, and yet the doubt is still there? How do you actually combat that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, doubt monsters are fun. <laughs> but it's, it's an opportunity to work through it. It's opportunity to learn. So if I have something come up and I have like some beliefs come up, some limiting beliefs, I will journal on them and get to the root of where they're coming from and ask myself, is this ultimately true? Like, are you ultimately this person? Are you, you're like, you're not poor, obviously. And then come from gratitude and maybe make a gratitude list of all the things that combat that piece of self-doubt. For me, let's just say, if I was making a next, next big investment and I'm like, you can't do that. The money's not there. What are you thinking, right? And this is going through my head. I'm going to sit down and say, okay, is this ultimately true? What's going on? And how can I create from possibility and not cert- like current circumstance and just try to tap back into my power and say, okay, what will this investment lead? Will I 10 exit versus coming from a place of fear and my current circumstance and being like, oh, well, no, you can't do that because money's not there. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm, what I'm hearing is, um, finding evidence for the fact that you'll be fine and finding Mm -hmm. evidence for the facts, like finding evidence against that limiting belief is coming up. And another thing that I'm hearing uh, underneath the surface is that when those doubts creep up, a lot of times it's not doubt that you can make the money. It's doubt that you'll take the action to make money, or it's not doubt that you can lose the weight or whatever the goal is. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we're not doubting that it can happen, but we do doubt that we're not going to show up for it. And so that's sort of up to us to commit. And it's so interesting because as I'm hearing you talking and when I speak about doubts and when people talk to me about limiting beliefs and all of this, it all comes back to 
to the core fundamental belief that we live in a supporting and loving universe, right? Mm -hmm. can't, I don't think that it can happen without faith. I think that a little bit could happen without faith, right? Or spirituality or whatever you call it, God, universe, love, anything. It's so interesting how the deeper that we get in these conversations, the more it leads us into, you know, a, a spiritual belief or a, a, an unseen knowing. Do you, are you thinking about what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I sure am. Yeah, so it's tough because for a long, long time, I didn't want to talk about that. I didn't, I, I, I was very, it was very stigma. I felt very weird about it as I, as I'm sure you did. And then mm -hmm. the cool thing with the nutrition. So I went to school for nutrition. I did not graduate. I got a job at the Cleveland clinic in nutrition and didn't like it. And, uh, I still, all right, long story short, cause some of the listeners have heard it. I got really sick. I started seeing a naturopath. I almost died twice and I like 180 my life and um, that in the food, in my mindset and my spirituality, like it just full flip within like a year and a half. And so I thought that I could bring nutrition to the world. We tried to start a bone broth company because we were making bone broth and I, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to do, I don't want to sell bone broth. Like it's so much deeper than that. And now when I see, and I'm sort of just telling you this because I'm curious about your vision, because you had mentioned that health and wellness, you know it's going to do something for you later. Mm -hmm. When I think about my vision, first off, it's getting, like gold mind is, is my, it's, it's, it's mental spiritual work, personal spiritual development. And when I see long term, then I see gold mind having a health division. And so I wonder if in your long-term, this is a total shift from what we were talking about, but I wanted to make sure I asked you, I wonder if in your long-term vision for your business, is that part of it? And is that maybe to pair it into the last conversation? For me, that's like the last part. That's like my last priority because first priority for me is getting people to understand that they're, they get to create the life that they want to, right? So is health in your long-term vision? And if so, do you think that it's last priority because spiritual faith is first priority? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is kind of, it's been put on the back burner right now. And I did sprinkle a little bit of it in my new mastermind. And the reason being is because when you are an entrepreneur and you have to be on all the time, and you want to be at your peak and you want to be at your highest operating state, like think about Angie Lee and Tony Robbins that are on stages all day long. They, they can't afford to be feeling like crap. They have to be on all the time, which requires your nutrition and the way you're nourishing your body to be on point. Mm -hmm. So I did have, there's a piece of that in my new mastermind saying like, if you want to be, running across stages, you have to be fueling your body appropriately. And I'm thinking at some point or another, I know that nutrition will come be like a piece. I just don't know where it fits yet. Yeah. And I don't, yeah. And I don't know if it's maybe going to be teaching like high energy entrepreneurs about nutrition and how they can incorporate it into their business and how it will change them. Um, 
I'm not really sure yet, but I know it's all part of the bigger plan. And I'm happy that I have tools in my toolbox now that I can pull out and utilize if somebody needs my help. And so that would lead me to the second question, which is why does the work that you've shifted into teaching female entrepreneurs how to create their life, why, I want to know, like, why does it feel more on purpose? Is it, are you getting it from your body? Are you getting it from the feedback? Like, what for you is like, yes, that is where my purpose is leading me in this moment. Mm-hmm. Because I think a lot of people have those questions because they want to do a little pivot and they're scared to go deeper. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's challenging to figure out what your purpose is. Cause I, and I also spoke on this the other day, like you graduate from high school at 18, you're expected to know what you want to be doing for the rest of your life when you're 18, 19 years old, when you go into college. And I think that's a little insane because I don't think that you fully know what you want to do in your life until later on. And I think that's the reason why people are so unfulfilled and they're in jobs that they hate is because they get into these, these places early, they go into school, they graduate with a degree that they think they should have, they go get a job in that industry, and they end up hating it because they just went off of what they thought they should be doing and never even, and probably didn't even know to tap into soul. And it's okay to decide at 30, you want to be doing something different. Mm -hmm. So if you needed a permission slip, listeners, here you go. Here's your permission slip. Go do something you love. Um, But for me, I just, I, I've never felt more lit up than when I was empowering the women in my group. And I dimmed myself and I dimmed my light for so long because I thought it wasn't okay to be me. Because at the time, flashback to when I was in my teens and I was turning into a woman, I was being abused and I was sexually assaulted. So like, for me, it wasn't safe to be me. It wasn't safe to be in my feminine. So for the longest time, I operated from that masculine state because it's what served me. And come to find my masculine isn't serving me anymore. So I think it's finding that balance for me in the feminine and masculine energy for sure. But I really feel... Like my purpose is to show women what's possible, to empower them, to inspire them. And by me living my best life and creating the life, the business of my dreams, and to have the health as well, I'm able to show them that they can do the same. And I fully believe in the ripple effect. So like by impacting one woman, it's rippling down into a couple others. So impact one, impact a hundred. And so that's kind of where I'm moving to is like, okay, if I can just help one person a day, one person a day, I know it'll ripple down and we'll see this shift, I think, in, in women and in the feminine. I mean, we can, we can rant on the Super Bowl on the halftime show, but think about how there, it was such a controversy because there's women that are oh my God, look at this, good for her. She's 50 and she's killing it. And then the other side is, oh my God, like she should be doing that. She's 50 and she's in that outfit, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So I think we're gonna start to see, because before it was a lot of women hating on women. 
And now we're starting to see that there are two sides. There's the women that want to encourage everyone else to rise. And then there's the women that still are not comfortable and not feeling okay to be themselves. And I think it's going to be a really big shift to see women be like, I'm comfortable in my body. This is who I am and it's okay to be me. Yeah. And what better opportunity for people like you and I, and most of the listeners to be that example, because I know that I still sometimes dim and I'm sure you do as does everybody else. And it's like, okay, how can we be the example and not judge the women that are scared to open? Because how many of us have been sexually abused? How many of us have been shut down? How many of us feel guilty for being pretty? Like so much, there's so much convolution and fogginess in the relationship between women that like there's so that there's also so much opportunity to to help each other rise and to figure out how to do that in the first place and something that you and I have in common is like entrepreneurship to me I I know I I and I don't say this lightly I know that if I do not learn how to create better relationships I will not rise in my business it won't happen and so it's like, okay, let's go. Let's do this little stretch a little bit more here. Um, absolutely. Thank you. That is, that is so true. And I think that the message that people can like, go, like do what they want to, I feel intuitively, I feel like that's something that people are still questioning. And uh, how can I say this? when we ignore soul so our purpose is always aiming us somewhere right as much as i believe that we are always on purpose i do think that we have a purpose as well it's this duality of nature and i think that a lot of times our purpose is, is trying to pull us rather than push us right it's trying to pull us in a direction and we sometimes can not listen to that feedback and avoid it and when we avoid it certain symptoms come about and I'm curious when you, like how long it actually took you to decide to pivot and shift and what sort of signs were you avoiding? Yeah. So for me, <laughs> what, when I did, I had already decided to sort of pivot and it was interesting because I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to run one last round of my program. And it failed miserably. So it's like, okay, well, I'll just do one more. Like, did like a last call. It failed. And this was the, the program that had brought me the majority of my revenue. So to drop it, it was really super scary to drop that. And so, but in my head, I'm like, but of course it didn't work because your energy wasn't behind it. It was scarcity. It was, it was the fear of not having an income. Exactly. It totally came from scarcity. And it's funny because when soul wants one thing, it'll, I don't want to say it'll sabotage other things, but it'll pull you for like where you're supposed to go. And obstacles, as Gabby says, obstacles are detours in the right direction. So when you find yourself at a roadblock, you swerve. And I gave myself the permission to swerve because I was like, okay, you know, this isn't, this isn't aligned anymore. 
And if you're talking about like bodily signs too, I would notice that my body around just, and even just my energy, like my body was super tense, um, like almost like contracted and I could feel the tension in my body. And when I decided to let that old stuff go and step closer to purpose, I felt so much lighter, like my shoulders dropped, like I'm able to open up my chest. And I don't know if you practice yoga, but I've done a lot of more heart opening exercises. And then the, the ability for me to be able to stretch more now that I've opened soul and I've opened that heart center is insane. Like my flexibility there has gotten insane. And before I couldn't do that because I had closed it off, right? So I think too, you're able to feel it in your body. It's just becoming attuned to it. So if you're kind of confused and you're caught up in what decision you should be making, ask yourself the question, take a deep breath and see how it feels in your body. If it feels really tight and tense, then I'm going to say that it's probably a no for you. But if you feel light and open and that you can take a full deep breath, I'm going to say that's probably a hell yes. And that, to, to, and I, I'm going to assume you agree with me, all of that is going to be based on what the body's feeling, not what the mind is saying. Mm-hmm. Yes? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Totally. And how about your emotions? What, what was showing up for you emotionally before you were taking the action to shift and follow, the pur- follow what purpose feels like now? Yeah. It was a lot of um, self-doubt a lot of scarcity, a lot of stress, a lot of frantic energy. And you can't manifest from that place either. You can't frantically manifest. It doesn't work. Even though I was trying. Yeah, we all do. (laughs) I was trying. I'm like, nope, it's not working. And now that I've stepped into purpose, like I don't have a single doubt about what I'm creating now. I'm letting it flow. I'm almost like feel like I'm channeling a lot of times when I was writing the scripts for the videos for my new program, it literally felt like I was channeling it and it just feels flow. Like the word flow comes to mind. Yeah, absolutely. I could agree with that. Perfect. Okay. So we're coming up on the end of the hour. And I want to, I want to open the last, I don't know, five minutes or so, whatever. I don't have a hard stop. Um, I would like to open the last few minutes for you to speak into whatever wants to come up or any message, you know, the, the biggest messages that are coming through for you right now. Yeah. Okay. Um, for my ladies. You are worthy. You've always been worthy. And I think that's a big thing with self-sabotage and why people get in their own way as far as goals go, because they don't think that they're capable, right? But I want you to know you are worthy. You are ready. You are capable. You were made for this. You were made for an unbelievable life. It's yours. It's always been yours. You just have to tap into it. And what do you find the best way to tap into it is? 
Mm. For me, I know everyone's self-care practices vary. For me, I get a lot of downloads on my yoga mat and I'll just ask. I decide I want something or desire something and I ask, how would you have me do this? What do I need to do today to move the needle forward? And I'll write down whatever download I get. And then I'll usually sit down with my journal because at that point the channel is open and it can flow. And I'll just journal. I like to future pace. Did you, do you like to future pace? I do. Yeah. And just like really tap into that juicy energy of how it feels to have what you desire and tap into that. Let's be really specific with them because I, your languaging is tap into how it feels, not how it would feel. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I wanted to interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh, no, it's fine. But I think that's one thing that I, I know is missing from if everyone's interested in manifestations, watch The Secret. The Secret just touches on visualization. And that's it. Like you close your eyes and you open them and there's a Ferrari in your driveway. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about asking for guidance and then taking the inspired action towards what you desire. Asking for guidance, you know, what would you have me do? How can I move the needle forward and be open to what comes through? You might feel inspired to do something that you've never done before. Reach out to somebody, speak on something or a thought comes to your mind. Like I get downloads a lot in the shower or when I'm driving and I'll put it into um, notes on my, on my notes yeah, app on my phone. Yeah. And I'll just voice note it in. Cause I'm like, Ooh, this is good. I feel like I'm channeling and then I'll end up using it later so I can take the inspired action. But it's really important too, to tap into the feeling of what it feels like to have thing that you want. Yes. That I think is the number one game changer is like, how does the, how do you, how, how can you bring that feeling into your body right now? Mm -hmm. You know, how, how is it, if it's happening now, how does it feel? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I just got a hit to play like a, a round of, of like, um, fire questions. So Ooh, just like quick fire. answers, yeah. rapid fire. That's what it is. Okay. Before we rapid fire, um, where, what's your favorite social media for people to reach out? You said something about a mastermind, so talk about that really quick too, and anything else to leave with them, and then we'll get to rapid fire. Yeah, so you can come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm at the wealthy babe, wealthy spelled W-E-L-L-T-H, and I'm on the gram all the time. Come hang out with me, come talk to me, slide in the DMs, let's chat. But I've created um, a new mastermind for women entrepreneurs, and it's, in, it's very much centered around empowerment, abundance, and wealth, and how this is for women who already know their strategies, but they're struggling with the confidence, um, building a new identity, staying out of scarcity, battling the self-doubt monsters, and they want to rise up. And they want to stop playing small and they want to change the relationship with money. And 
it's very much based on, you know, self-sabotage, how to work through that routine. And that's where the little nutrition piece comes in and nourishing your mind, body, and soul so you could operate at your peak. We talk about self-doubt and confidence and like obviously money and money mindset and how to step into the next level version of you. Because if we're going to be creating a new reality, you have to get clear on who she is and who you want to become. And we backtrack how to get you there. So you deconstruct it. So it's step by step. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yes. So I'll, is there a link for that that I could put in the show notes or is that something to reach out to you directly about? Oh yeah. Send me a DM. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So you ready for rapid fire? Yes. All right. So I just wrote down, I'm like, what should I ask? So I just wrote down a bunch of questions. All right. What is your favorite book? Mm, favorite book, favorite book. Not very rapid fire, Alicia. I oh my God, I, why do I suck right now? I would say um, my favorite book right now is Super Attractor, Gabby Bernstein. Perfect. I just finished that on Audible or I'm like 10 minutes away. Um, perfect. Favorite YouTube channel? Do you watch YouTube? I don't. You don't? Okay, we'll skip that. We'll skip. I do um, like Abraham Hicks on YouTube though. I watch, I, that's how I start my mornings. Perfect. Okay, Abraham Hicks. Mm -hmm. uh, favorite abundance practice? Ooh, I would say uh, future pace journaling for sure, or just doing something really luxurious for myself. Mm, okay. Mm. Best decision you've made for yourself up to this point? Investing in my first coach program. Absolutely. Yep. Um, favorite business coach? I mean, we know. <laughs> Miss Mama Bold herself, Kiara Mizuko. Um, favorite spiritual mentor? Uh, Gabby. Gabby Bernstein. Gabby. Mm -hmm. Pet peeve? Ooh. This is, this comes from bartending. My I biggest, bartend too, by the way. Oh, my biggest pet peeve. This is for all the, the people that go dine out in restaurants. If I'm cleaning something and I have stuff on the bar and people come sit right there. I don't know why that irks me so much. Like they sit right in front of where the, the dirty stuff is that you're cleaning? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If there's like a completely open bar and that's the seat they pick. I don't know why. <laughs> that just makes me insane. <laughs> um, okay. Favorite dessert? Creme brulee. Awesome. And first thing you do when you figure out that you've been in either like a food binge or gotten in your ego too much? What's like the first thing that you do to get yourself out of it? Ooh, ego. I, <laughs> I tell it to go sit in the back seat. I throw it in the trunk. Um, but usually it's just identifying like, okay, this is definitely coming from ego. This is not coming from soul. How can I shift? How can I change patterns? And take action right away? Yes. Awesome. Yes. So you're Alicia's a little violent to her ego. I don't know if you guys are going to be throwing yours in the trunk, but I'll try it and see if it works. <laughs> tie it, get the packing tape and just like tie it up and throw it in the back. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, we're not doing this today. I mean, obviously ego is meant to protect us. It has its place and purpose, but sometimes it gets in there and it doesn't belong. And I'm like, no, honey, you need to go take a seat. No, I have a, I have a um, name for mine. I call her by her name and I tell her to stop it. <laughs> and it helps. What's her um, name? I, I don't. <laughs> I don't because it's based off of somebody. Um, it's based off of somebody that I love dearly, but uh, yes, I'm not going to say her name, but it does help me. So this person is a very good guru for me. Um, I can tell you, I can tell you later. Okay. So yeah, that was all I had for rapid fire. Is there any last thoughts? No, I'm just excited to have this conversation with you and finally connect with you. This was so fun. Yeah. How was it? You, did you have a good time? Good. You seem yeah. super not nervous in the slightest. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. So, okay, everyone. Um, well, I'll talk to you very, very soon. Definitely go find Alicia. She's awesome. Super approachable too. If you have any questions, like don't hesitate at all to ask her anything ever. And uh, I'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Goldmine Podcast. I ask that you share this out with anyone who might get value from this episode. And if you're looking for ways to support, please subscribe and review. And if you are not on the social media game yet, get on it. I'm the only Shauna Sudik on Facebook and on Instagram. My handle is Shauna.Kathleen. And I can't wait until next time.